1: All right, my talkers, it's that time of the day. Lori and Julia are here to entertain you for the next few hours, and we're going to have a little bit of fun along the way.
2: And we're going to get the all-important pickleball update from Julia, who's
3: dressed like a pickleball or a tennis lady today. I don't know which. I pickled in the morning. I'll tennis at night. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, um... I went to a couple new places. Say, it's it's people are catching on to this trend. The pickleball, telling ball. you there just aren't enough courts, and, we, every and everyone wants to play in the morning. They want to play early because today's a heat index day and everything. So I went at eight, which I usually don't go until nine, and it was all full. And it was like, but we right. found a place to play. And I noticed
2: the walkers are out early. Everyone's and everybody's out, early. out early. The golf. We everything. want to get our steps in. Yeah, we want to get
3: our moving in before we can't. Exactly. You know. So I, I just now it'll start loosening up on
2: thursday when the 80 degree weather comes in comes
3: back and people don't have to be out so early but everyone was really you want to know what was funny is we went to this new place so it's just such a pickup game and um this woman like you can pick up people yes Mm -hmm. no not that way okay no but you pick up players yes okay so we went to this new place so in People who are just starting and the beginners, and then mm-hmm. I'm watching people in their mid mid to late 80s playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is something that is just going across the nations because people from all ages can play. Yes. And that, you know, if you were a former tennis ball player, a tennis player, a racquetball player, and you can't move that fast anymore in those situations, it's a perfect thing. So it's just extending your... Sporting life. I mean, yeah. people are just happy. The courts were full.
2: Somebody needs to bring you a pickleball crown when you're at the fair. No, along <laughs> with a giant pickle. No, and, and I was talking to a
3: friend of mine. I'm not good. I just think it's so fun. You're the ambassador. I don't want to tell anyone ambassador, else about it because my ambassador dress
2: of pickleball. Lady pickleball is what you are. <laughs>
3: but I mean, it's just everyone <laughs> yeah. who plays it is happy. And um, H- Hannah, millennial Hannah, said that Steve talked about it. He just found it and started playing. It's just, it's super fun and happy. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, that's all. And it's just happy. Happy, happy, happy. Yeah. Well, so anyway. All right. Uh, spoiler alert.
2: We are going to be talking about the Olympics and the big news with the. Uh, Ladies' uh, gymnastic, the women's gymnastic, and Simone Biles. But we have to do it after our book club today at three yes. thirty because we just need we have a little busy bit day. more time. But uh, there were some like amazing stories that happened at last night. Yes. Uh, the, what the what? So the big complaint that everybody has, and okay, you think it would be over by now because the Olympics now have been going on for like four days. Okay. But, People don't know what events are live and what are not and where to watch and how to watch. Okay. So, anyway, all I'm doing, I'm not even worrying about what's live or not. I just am DVRing NBC every night from 7 to 1030. Okay. And they just show only American Race. I mean, they showed men's diving, and that was really exciting. That was so
3: fun last night, and that guy that Tom finally Daly. won from England, he yes. was so happy. He's
2: darling. So, you know, they do show some other stuff, but that's kind of how I'm
3: watching it. Okay, so here's how I'm watching it. Because if you have, um, so you're watching it on NBC Channel 11 here locally yeah. in our market. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also watch the Olympic Channel. yes. And, like, tennis was on last night. Live. Live. Mm -hmm. So you could watch that. And then um, different things are on the Olympic channel. And then if you are on, if you're, let's just say, a Comcast person. Peacock. um, Peacock is another option, Mm -hmm. but you can even double-click on your guide to go to sports. Yeah. And then it takes you to the Olympics, and you can pick what Olympic you even want to watch, so you can watch just that. I mean, do you guys think it's odd that they call it? They're
2: continuing to call it the 2020 Olympics. Yeah, like, that, did they get the beer koozies? Cozies they did. Lori, they had them. the signage up <laughs> on everything. <laughs> okay. It was too
3: expensive to change, right, and they right. want to keep it in date so we can come back in 2024. Got we don't it, have to wait till it. 2025 because it's always been an even number thing. Yeah. Okay. Good. You know, I think that I think that's it. But yeah, and the then time delay is hard because if you don't want to know news. It's hard not to well, know it.
2: This morning they broke in on all the morning programs about Simone Biles and um, what what she did with her with because what we're going to see tonight if you're going to watch the delayed and you didn't step in the middle of the night it's the all it's the team finals so it's Russia for, China America for women's gymnastics yeah 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 and uh, so anyway everybody broke in with that news there was no way not to I mean it was right. It, you can't turn on your phone or computer. It's the lead story it is. and everything it really is. with Simone Biles. But there were some other, like watching the men's uh, gymnastics last night. I loved and watching it. That was so fun. And Shane Wiskus, you know, he was great. Yeah. His other teammates. And, of course, you know, the uh, Russians and the Chinese and Japanese are so strong with Olympics. So, But the story about the – it's so funny, and people are totally – you know, having words about the ROC team, the Russian Olympic Committee, but right. this Arthur DeLoyan who tore his Achilles heels three months ago and had surgery on it, mm-hmm. and the doctors told you're not going to be able to land by the time of the Olympics, and he's competing, doing everything. I mean, I was blown away at that guy.
3: The Wait. Russian. Yeah. Well, with the he torn looked, Achilles. Yeah, he looked American, though. I thought he was American. Because yeah. Russian... Jim they have a look. He just looked very American to me, I thought. But that was fun. His story's great. He, well, that he could land. Well yeah. that he
2: could land. And yeah. who knows? You know, of course there people other people are saying, well the Russians are always doping and that's why they're under the <laughs> ROC thing. And <laughs> yeah. And then um the also the girl from Alaska, the seventeen How cool year was old Abby Bailey King. That was, was unfortunate
1: awesome that was one of the best moments in all like when, when she took that last run for that last hundred meters and just came out there like a fish and she was gone she had no idea i know when that, she, she looked up and it was just
2: what i won 17 year old from alaska they said what you know they show the camera at some community center you know where all of her high school friends, friends right? are and the announcer said um that there's only one Olympic size pool in all of Alaska, Isn't that and there's crazy? no nowhere near her. So she trained in a pool that's like a fourth of the size. I'm Can you imagine? Right? Wow.
3: And twip, flip, flip, lap, lap, flip, flip. Lap. Wow. So anyway, that was that was Lily really. King, King was, was expected to win, but right. she
2: just kind of crawled ahead of her and. She took third she took yeah that was kind of unbelievable there was a lakeville swimmer i can't think of the person's name Got of bronze mm-hmm. the men seemed to be really happy you know just to get fifth and mm-hmm. you know uh have a good showing and we discussed again casey and i the scandal about the university of minnesota cutting track and um gymnastics, gymnastics. gymnastics because the gopher uh gymnastic team particularly for men they've a lot of Olympians have Mm -hmm. got... I mean, there's now, like, maybe... There's so few schools.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not a lot of options out there for you to go do men's gymnastics. Yeah, and
2: the diving was really amazing. And did you see how K2 taped up those guys were? Because they hit the water when they're diving from the highest. Yeah. Those divers hit the water. um, I love all the, you know, metrics that they're showing. At about 35 miles an hour. Is that how
3: fast it is? (laughs) Wow. And
2: it's... The height would be two stacked giraffes
3: wow, on top of each other. Okay. Well, that's good. That's a good little one. And they showed they the did giraffe. A the
2: giraffe, yeah. So that's why almost all of them have. They're all taped up because of the force of hitting the water. And did you notice how ripped the divers yeah. were?
3: Yeah. Like. Well, they always are. Yeah, you can't the, have any weight. No, swimmers but the divers are just lean. and the
2: swimmers. Yeah, they these the divers were more muscular. Sometimes the swimmers, you know, they might have strong-looking shoulders, but they didn't have like. I mean, I was counting sixteen packs.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. A little you know, washboard. Did They you see- had little washboards on washboards. Uh-huh. <laughs> was kind of How amazing. about the Michael Phelps commentary? I liked it. Yeah, I like it. it I just, just wanted to so trim his beard. Thank you. I wanted him to yeah. cut his beard. I just You're wanted going to trim up- his beard. It
1: looks so shaggy. I'm. Thank you for noticing that because I was sitting. I was like, going
3: crazy. He looks so good, and you know, and then I'm like, why? Do he you looks have to- good with a beard, though. He far. does you- look good with a beard. It just could have been cleaned up. Trim it up. It's trim the it Olympics. Up. His wife isn't there. See. His wife is
2: not there. All right, we got to go. It's time for our story. We can't get enough up. Right. Our our month of July, the most fun month of the year, is ending on Saturday. Is it already? Uh, What is today's date? Today is the the 27th. 27th. Oh my my, gosh. My brother's birthday, my friend Annie's birthday. And this is the start of, uh, you know, Leo season. Donnie Love's birthday is oh, coming up yeah. August 1st. Yeah. Okay. The start uh, of Leo season. That's right. And oh, speaking wow. of Leos, Jennifer Lopez uh, and Ben Affleck, they're they're in uh Capri and uh she's on a $130 million yacht with um Ben and the two yachts, the one that Alex Rodriguez, he's on a 30 million yacht, and oh. it's about a fourth of the size. Oh. They actually Past each other leaving Monaco.
3: hmm hmm My yacht's bigger than yours. That's right. Uh-huh. And
2: uh, I wonder how much it costs to rent like a yacht like that. I'm going to look it up. 100000 for oh. Oh, the week with oh. the crew and everything. I'm... Oh, the crew would be the All most right, let's expensive. Just, yeah. I'm just
3: going to look it okay, up. Okay, you look it up. Monaco and, Yacht Rentals. Okay, so
2: this is just a funny little thing, and Holly posted it. And one of the few times J-Lo ever said anything critical about ben (laughs) affleck in 17 years happened back in 2016 okay and i think she was with casper smart at the time and i believe she might have been promoting a residency at planet hollywood Mm -hmm. or doing something she was promoting something but she appeared on watch what happens live and of course she hadn't been in the clubhouse so andy made her play 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 plead the fifth right and of course his second question was about ben affleck's dumb phoenix back (laughs) tattoo right here we go
1: Pez has strong feelings about former fiancé Ben Affleck's new tattoo. It's
0: awful!
1: It's awful. It's not I mean, attractive. I would tell
0: him that. I would tell him, like, right. what, what are you doing?
1: On Bravo's Watch What Happens Live, she was asked about Ben's tattoo of a phoenix, which covers his entire back.
3: It has too many colors. His tattoos always have too many
0: colors. Like, they always
3: have too yes. many colors.
0: Yes. They, they shouldn't be so colorful. Yes. You know what I mean? They should be, like, cooler. I don't know.
3: I would okay. agree with her, 100%. and she's just
2: saying what we all were thinking. And if you notice, he has not had his shirt off in Once. any of the paparazzi, very hot stage photos or the stage photos that she's doing. Good catch. He's not. She's like, baby,
1: <laughs> yeah, not around me.
2: Don't even. She's convinced him to keep his shirt on for all of their Jenny from the Block uh, recreation setup. So. So maybe she's going to ask him to laser that some of it's off. I mean, if she's doing that, she's doing the Lord's work. And, um, you know, because it really is a hideous tattoo. I mean, remember he tried to tell us it was for a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It was it was that movie was making Boston, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. and then um
2: also you know when uh yesterday we posted the picture of Jennifer Lopez wearing a necklace that said Ben. Yes. And on her Instagram carousel where she was in the bathing suit 52 and yep. she's got all this really pretty different link gold, gold necklaces. Gorgeous jewelry. Well, guess what? Thank you E News because Ben custom-ordered all this unique jewelry for her before the birthday began. So he, like one of the medallions he chose represents resilience, and it had like little carved blossoms in it. And um,
3: do you think he chooses, I mean, is he that? The, the jewelry person for the company right. confirmed
2: that, and he wow. confirmed it through Ben's people. So it's nice promotion for the br- brand, Uh, But more insight into their relationship because he bought her all these lovely, delicate pieces of jewelry. Then they whisk off to San Tropez a thing. But just like back in 2002 and 2003, he did always go out for her birthday. The jewelry, the trip, the, you know, everything. This is what he did. He gets her love language.
3: Oh, I like that. He wants
2: big, gigantic splashes of romance. And he... Delivers that. I love that. But he did not deliver at the end. But they would not have lasted if they'd made oh, it to no. the altar. Oh no! I 17 think they were done. Ago. Right?
3: They were done. Well, he
2: wasn't ready to be settled down. Right. You know, and then Jamila, Jamil.
3: Is really. Who's Jamil? I always want to say Jamil. She was in,
2: um, what was that show with Ted Danson and Kristen Bell? The Good Place? Oh, or uh, they were in heaven. Yeah, the a good, good Place. The Good Place. Yeah, yeah. And so she was not having it because yesterday people were taking photos of Jennifer Garner leaving like a workout place in her workout clothes and doing side by side. Oh, that's wrong. Of her yep. and Jennifer Lopez on her yacht in mm-hmm. her bikini. And she said, "I am not here for this comparison um showing glamorous social media photos against paparazzi paparazzi photos." She said, Let the gens live. Stop the rot. Try dis- I like that, which there is nothing she won't weigh in on. But- Jamil Jamil. Jamil Jamil. yeah. Um, so anyway, and it is kind of true. Just call me Julia, Julia. Yeah, Julia, Julia. (laughs) We were more, we were more, we were more thinking about like, uh, like Jennifer just kind of rolling her eyes. Exactly, like here he goes again. Yeah, here he goes again. But I, yeah, people were really taking photos. And I mean, first of all. She to compare anyone to Jennifer Lopez. Well no, it isn't that. Is, but Jennifer Garner does doesn't, is, doesn't want her husband anymore. She's no, they you're got right. divorced. You're right. So like why try to pit something and make it a thing when it isn't a thing and there is no jealousy? She probably wants him to be happy. One hundred percent and, if and Gen- healthy. And if Jennifer Garner makes him or Jennifer Lopez makes him happy, you know, why not? She doesn't I'm like her. You know, she just doesn't maybe want to do Thanksgiving together. Oh. You know what you I mean? You mean
3: you don't think they're going to be like the Coldplay family? No. Like Coldplay Goop?
2: No. <laughs> no. No, I really don't. And, you
3: know, you know, part of you, well, because it really in real life, though, they have been doing that before Jennifer Lopez came back into the picture because they do spend time. Ben's mom is good friends with his ex-daughter. But that's, you know, different. that's different. That's than different than bringing the girlfriend. I don't it think is. Anna
2: DeArmas was coming over for Thanksgiving, and his kids trolled him by getting the cardboard cutout and putting it in his lawn. And then Casey Affleck had to throw it away when Ben broke up. Just a year ago, he was paparazziing all over Venice with Anna D'Armas. Do you think he's just so happy? I, I do. Yeah. But she's making don't him you? keep that shirt on. I well, wonder if is- we're going <laughs> to
3: see one... He, he's of him already started it. his laser removal. <laughs> you know, she's
1: already put the down he's payment down.
3: The They've got the laser removal person, the photographer, the laser removal tattoo yeah. person is on, on you know, the anyway. payroll already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: uh, when we come back, we're talking with Christina Baker Klein. Maybe you read her book, The Orphan Train. Her book, The Exiles, is out in trade paperback. We're really excited to talk about her. We have another edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club, and Woo-hoo! we are delighted. Christina Baker-Klein is with us. and It's possible that you read her New York Times bestselling amazing book, Orphan Train, but she has another new book out. It's um, been out for a year, for a year but your, it's out in trade, trade paperback, paperback now. The Exile. So thanks, Christina. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. Are, oh, you, are, you,
0: are we calling you in Maine? You're calling me in Maine? I'm actually sitting on my porch looking at it, all the sailboats.
2: Oh, right on the coast. How oh, lovely. lovely. Well, you Yay. have to you have to give people the setup of the exiles because this is a historical fiction, uh, just work of art. It's such a great story. And it's not about, um, you, you, we do a lot of historical fiction with World War II, but this is a story we didn't know about how Australia was, was came to be and everything with prisoners and convicts. So give people the setup of the story. Sure.
0: Um, So first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. Um, And also that Orphan Train, um, which I think some of your readers may know, was kind of a springboard for this story. Because like Orphan Train, it's about a little known period in history where Mm -hmm. something really significant happened that most people don't know anything about. -hmm. So, um, basically, it's about the convict women in Britain in the 18, uh, like 40s, right in the middle of the 18th, 19th century, who ended up being sent to Australia and eventually ended up transforming that country. Um, Today, 20% of Australians are descended from convicts. And the only reason is that all these women were swept off the streets and sent to Australia. So that's the story of my novel. And um, there's also a, a threaded story that's a true story about an Aboriginal princess who um, was taken in by a white couple, Sir John and Lady Jane Franklin, and they wanted to see if they could turn her into
3: sort of an English lady. Mm.
0: Um, so all of that was very complicated, you know, as you can imagine. How did How um, did you
3: even but, get yeah. the idea? Okay, if you're just joining us, the book is The Exiles. It's so good. It comes out in trade paperback today. Christina Baker Klein. This book, okay, Thank first so of much all, much your so. publicist, Kim, we got to give a shout out to her because she's amazing. Is This Kim from L.A. Yeah. <laughs> she is. She's amazing. She is. She's the best. At one point during this book, I had read it before, Lori. I had to call her and just scream. And you know, I think what I'm talking about. And I'm like, really? (laughs) Really? How does this happen? (laughs) I mean, this, this, how did you even come up with the idea,
0: though? Well, first of all, shout out to Kim, my publicist. I just want to tell you that, um, Kristen Hanna, you guys, I don't know if yes. you had, yes. had her on. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. 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 Yep. She's amazing. Amazing. Um, so Kristen said, I am in love with my publicist and you have to have her too. So that was how Kim came into my life. I was very lucky. Um, she's today, amazing. Uh, yeah, she's so great. So I read I stumbled on this little article. It was exactly how it started with Orphan Train actually. I stumbled on this little article that was happened to be about the convict women and Um, I just got this tingle. Like I knew that it was right up my alley because I love to write about stories that nobody knows about that are really interesting um, and about women oftentimes because women's stories are oftentimes not told. Right. So, and I also, I've been teaching in a women's prison. Um, I just, you know, I've taught for many years and I had just wanted to give, give back basically and sort of provide an opportunity for incarcerated women to do some writing about their own lives. And so I was teaching in a women's prison, and I I just realized this would, you know, I kind of have learned a bit about the psychology of incarceration. And so it just seemed like the perfect next book for me.
2: Well, and I mean, you're such a a beautiful writer. I mean, you really paint the picture, and so it's very, it feels you know it's an epic story but yet it is so sweeping and and how you tell the story is is and bring the people to life is is really wonderful but you know i was just like my job was hanging just dropping mm-hmm. at some of the charges that people yes. were i mean like great britain just really used like they just would anything anything would do to get people off and ship <laughs> them off to australia right. to be you know the labor of the country yeah.
0: I mean, the whole point was to populate the country. And by the early 1900s, Australia was nine to one men to women because they had sent all these men over for the penal colony. Right. Mm-hmm. And they sort of forgot that they needed to have women if they wanted to populate. the sure. country. So all of a sudden they began just sweeping women off the streets. And there was this period of time when this was a sort of secret program, essentially, of the British government. People just didn't even know about it because it was always the people at the bottom of the social ladder Mm -hmm. that nobody thought about, you know. And so it was quite easy to take these women. Um, You know, they, they were convicted oftentimes of what they called crimes of poverty, meaning that There were no social programs. They had no way to support themselves. And they would steal a loaf of bread to feed their kids. I mean, that kind of thing, oftentimes. And like 95% of the women sent to Australia didn't commit any kind of violent crime. And something like 90% of them were first-time offenders. So it was like definitely not uh, a story of hardened criminals. Mm -hmm. These were just young women who were down on their luck. Mm -hmm.
2: oh yeah
3: the book is the exile it's so so, good good. how
2: long do you research i mean like how long does a book like the exiles a novel because you know we read the finished book and we're just like enjoying it but i'm curious how long that research took you
0: well this one took a while because as you can see when you write about like the mid-19th century you kind of need to learn everything about it and i was writing about it Australia, which is very different from America, um, and and also I read about England. I went to Glasgow, I went to London, I went to a little village called Tumbridge Wells that's in my book, um, and then I went to Australia several times as well. I I love to travel for my books because I think the
2: stories come alive more when
0: you when you really go there and you know what's there.
2: And are people, were the Australians, like people who know their descendants of convicts, convicts, is that, like, is that is it now known and people, like, you know, maybe celebrate or give? Yeah. I
0: mean, it's exactly what happened with the orphan train descendants, which is that for a long time, the orphan train riders were really um, sort of shameful about Mm -hmm. what had happened to them. They didn't want to tell anyone about it because they weren't treated very well and they, you know, they saw it as this sort of um, terrible thing that they had been too poor to have a place to live. And so they were put on these trains. And with the women who were sent to Australia for many years, they felt what was called the convict stain, Mm -hmm. which meant they just carried with them a lot of shame about being sent over. But now the relatives are totally into it actually. And if you go to Australia, you'll, You'll see that just tons of people are celebrating their convict heritage. And they sort of, I think Australians these days tend to think that it's kind of a good thing that happened to the country. It's a very outgoing place, it's very brash. Mm-hmm. People, you know, are friendly, They're, um, they take a lot of chances. And I think a lot of Australians think that has to do, in part at least, with their convict
3: past. Oh, oh gosh, that's it. It's, it was just fascinating <laughs> knowing about this. You know, and we also read because a year later after your book has come out, um, that you already had, it's already been optioned by the company that's yes. going to, that did, um, is doing nine perfect strangers right now that we're getting ready to see that's on right. HBO. How excited are you about that? Yeah. I'm so
0: excited about it. I'm executive producing oh um, my. the people involved. It's this all women team. They did Big Little Lies and Wild and Gone Girl. And they did The Undoing, which was so great yeah. on HBO. Oh my um, gosh. I just love what they do. And they're so committed. And they're also half Australian. So they're in Sydney and L.A. So I just think it's going to be a great little series. When, is, when that can we expect it? On. I hope it'll be about a year. Okay. They're just we're just finishing the pilot right now, and um, you know, filming will start I think in the new year. So
2: I'm well, trying maybe even before then. I'm so, trying to yeah. think who the part Evangeline. for. No, I'm trying to think of the part for Nicole Kidman.
0: Nicole Kidman is in all their projects. She is. She needs a break. Um.
2: No, no, she could be in this. (laughs) There's a role for her. There's a part for her. Maybe she She could be the mean, no, the mean British lady who uh, takes the aboriginal girl. Yeah.
0: She could be Mrs. Fry. Yes, she could be Mrs. Fry, the Quaker lady. She really
2: could. That's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm just, you know, I know you're executive producing. You're probably not at liberty to tell us anything, but this would be a nice change of pace, too, for um, a miniseries story, you know, telling this particular piece uh, of, uh, you know, fact and and just the history. It's going to be really great. Well, there are so many fun things
0: about this book that i didn't get to write as much about as i wanted to so like for example there's a character named olive who's pretty funny mm-hmm. and sort of body yes. and she's you know got a lot of energy And they're talking about devoting a whole episode to her. So, like, that kind of thing is really fun when you start thinking about expanding
2: your own story.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And I I
2: couldn't get a picture of what age Olive was, but I bet Rebel Wilson would like to play that part. Oh, for crying out loud. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: She'd be
3: perfect. Mm -hmm, She's sort of
0: around that age. She's (laughs) definitely around that age. Oh,
3: this Christina Baker (laughs) Klein, The Exiles, out in trade paperback, it is... It's a perfect
2: summer read. It's a
3: perfect book club pick. And I also loved it. uh,
2: We appreciate so much when someone can give us a great historical fictional novel that isn't fussy or dusty. (laughs) Well,
0: it doesn't, I wanted it to feel like a contemporary novel that you would read today said in the
3: past. Yeah. So that you just jump right into the action. So I hope
0: you felt that way. You're such a good
3: writer and I also want to give, you know, a little shout out to the person who did the audio version. Yes, I love
0: her. Caroline Lee. She's amazing. She, I picked her out of like, she was amazing. I don't know. 50 people. I know she's so, so good. She does all of Leanne Moriarty's books. Yes. Too. I just oh. think her voice is great.
3: I love reading and listening. I do. So, Christina, when you become a New York times yeah, bestselling author, do
2: you then get to pick out your audio uh, book reader?
3: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay. I like knowing yes, that. Yeah, kind of do. So I like besides, it. Yep, that helps. besides, you know, EVPing a new um, limited series that's going to be on TV, is there um, another book you're working on? Yes, I am working on a book, a new novel that's based
0: on a family story. It takes place in, it's about two sisters, my mother's great, great aunts who married two brothers.
3: Oh, I love it. Oh, we just lost her. She hung up. Oh, she, she didn't want to tell us the rest because it would have given away the, give away the secret. Someone else would have gotten in on it. Um, anyway, the book is The Exiles. We have two copies to give away if you give Grant a call at 651-641-1071. Um, Christina Baker Klein, this was a good one.
2: This really was. This,
3: I'm sad we said goodbye so harshly.
2: Yes, I know.
1: It's, yeah, she just her line just dropped there. Well, I don't you know,
3: think. maybe a
2: sailboat cut in front of us. Oh gosh! Right. Oh, uh, oh my gosh! All All right, inter- we interference. We will be right back. Oh, Grant, thank you for and that. I, did and our author call back. What happened? Uh, did the she, crab come across the dock? Yeah, it must have been
1: something <laughs> like that. I did get a hold of her again, and she was very grateful to be on. And something just a connection must have been lost yeah, it there. Just so dropped.
3: that's fine. and, yeah. and, and I, we have wonderful. our book winners, Christina and. Lisa. Lisa. Lisa, shout out to you guys. Thanks for listening to and us.
2: And we never got to mention the protagonist's names, Evangeline. Oh, just lovely. This
0: bo-
1: I'm Bradley Trainer.
0: And I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
1: A Blind Item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, "This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out."
3: Oh, it was so good. So so oh good. good. Okay, so um,
2: moving on to the Olympics. I don't know how anyone could not know what happened by now because it is—if you go on anything, Twitter,
3: Google, everywhere, no, any newspaper, news anywhere. But we are going to give you a spoiler alert. Yeah, we are giving you a spoiler. So alert. So if you don't want to know anything about anything that's happening right now in the With Olympics. Olympics. Specifically, Simone Biles. Yeah, we'll so, be done after four. So
2: you know uh, what happened? to Anyone who watched um, on Sunday night, the team where they were seeing who were who was going to compete in the all around. Which which of the uh, four gals that were in the blue uh, U.S. Which which of those four would be the two that would compete in the team all around? Got it. Because the individual competition, individual medal uh, medal thing, that's Thursday. Yes. So this was, that's why they were competing on Sunday night. They would take, and the, the two girls in the red um, were just seeing if they could, would have, but they weren't going to be considered to be on the all-around team. So Simone Biles had a, for what is for her, because she's so consistently perfect, perfect, exactly. great, amazing. Uh, she had a shaky boots night. Uh, just not her best. And I remember one of the announcers said that, This is, you know, really hard for her because she has talked about um, how she's so used to looking and seeing her parents. And her grandma. And her grandmother Mm -hmm. in the audience. And um, uh, so just weird to be at this even, you know, world championship, any big thing, she's always been able to look and see and get that reassurance. And, you know, people forget that. Because it's been very I feel like it' it's been brushed away a little bit, um that you know for such a long time, Larry Nasser, the u s gymnast gymnastics doctor, he molested all the gymnasts, including gymnast. gymnasts, female gymnasts, including Simone Biles, including all the girls in real, including the team before. I mean, and right. it was like a, he was like the Harvey Weinstein of the u s gymnastics because it seemed like there were people that knew. And he was always telling parents and other people that he was doing all these pelvic adjustments. Exactly. And one of the things with trauma that happens is that you, it's like a frozen in time kind of a thing. And Mm -hmm. maybe for her, she, like the story, the thing is, is that people feel that she did not retire after the Rio Olympics. Because she was worried that if she did, as the last active athlete who's a survivor of NASA, Larry, Larry Nassar. that it would make accountability for the U.S. Gymnastics Association be less, swept. yes, even to be even swept more strapped, right? So she's, you know, that is going right. on with her. She's not seen her parents. The other thing is that she possibly has broken toes, a couple of broken toes, mm-hmm. and if you remember that. Bella... What's that guy? Bella... Belly, the other... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you, remember he and his wife, Natoli mm-hmm. Caroli. Yeah, yeah. He, they made that Carrie Strug do the vault with a broken ankle and yeah. carried her off. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, that landing when she yes. kind of like jumped yeah. and
1: then it held it with one foot. I held
2: it with one foot Epic. and then they carried her off. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they do expect... So, there is... There is all of this going on uh, for her and then, you know, yesterday... She said after her performance, you know, where she felt shaky right. and she wasn't doing a lot of her super hard stuff because why do it? She already was assured a spot. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but she said, I feel the weight of the world. Remember yesterday? Yes. On her inter- I feel yeah. the weight of the world on, on my, my shoulders. shoulders. So she, uh, in competing for the team thing, um, for the team medal, when she did her vault, she didn't do the full her Yurchenko, which is right. her signature you know, quadruple loop. Right. Did something else. landed hard.
3: Kind of funny.
2: And then walked, walked off. Walked over to her coach and said something. And went the next thing you know, the doctor. Grace, was it McCollum? Um, Grace
3: is, um, blah, blah, blah. yes, Grace McCollum.
2: She took over her spot and they went on to, you know, they competed. We won't say who got gold, silver, and bronze. Right. But, uh anyway she at first they said you know um that you know they were confusing uh it was confusing because like they immediately this, said it's a
3: mental issue Simone Biles came back in and said that she wasn't going to be performing yeah last night
2: no no well today, just to say, right. to, say it, to say it for like today but yeah. she put on her pants talked to her coach but she stayed she was she talking up cheered on the team she, you know you got this yeah she was everything and uh you know, of course the the US women's gymnastic team wouldn't I mean that it is a team thing but Simone has definitely, you know, with the things that she attempts, the score she makes, it she brought the team higher long. up in ratings. And um yeah, she I mean her it was just all over and we're TBD on Thursday for the individual competition. If she's going to be um competing, yeah, yeah, I I don't know if don't she know will either. or not and um but you know, maybe the that whole trauma of Larry Nasser also being the gymnast who's staying on board this team because she needs to, they need to shake and rattle. How did they let this happen for so long? Did he get to away all these with young,
3: it? Young girls, girls, yes. yes.
2: And it might be hundreds, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, it was always, you know, and it just like I think we just kind of. Like maybe forget about the discipline that it takes. We can't even imagine any. No, of we us. Can't. You no, know, we can't. To, to the mental and I guess I'm feeling very protective about Simone because on the way to Montana I watched
3: her movie. Oh, that's I started watching it. Yeah. She's in, she's, it was a dramatized, yes, you know, yeah, thing yeah. of her life
2: and she's just like I mean, her the story of Simone is incredible. It is.
3: So basically, there is there is going to be drama around tonight that you're going to see when you watch it, and it's, um, you know, I just I'm
2: I know what happened, and I'm still watching everything. Of course, I am too. And um, Graham, will you watch it?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'll be all in. Yeah,
2: you know, I mean, I
3: really was. I did yell. At, at, I was mad because I wasn't watching. I, they broke in on the morning show. It made me shows. mad. It made me so mad. And I turned it on, and then I see Hoda Kopke talking all about it. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, this hasn't even happened yet. I don't want to know this. Right, but, re, but yeah, this is the thing. There was no way to keep something that huge. Yeah, it's everywhere.
2: But so secret, right? So then the, they couldn't sit on their own story. Yeah. But GMA. CBS, they all broke in. I was taping all the shows. They all broke in and told that story because I think it was live. You know, broken. it was out there. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was too huge of a story. So,
3: well, we're gonna cheer them on tonight, and also Katie Ledecky tonight. Yes, oh, that's, nice. cousin. that's yes, nice. cousin. He's in the finals. I know. All right, we'll be back.